Well, good evening, family. Why don't we stand tonight? And welcome the Lord into this place with our worship. Amen. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He opened the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be We sing to the God who heals, we sing to the God who saves, we sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross, and he rose up from that grave.
remember his faithfulness from just a week ago. But church, I want to encourage you that as we sing this song, that you speak life when you sing it. Because it's not just some mundane song. This is gospel that we're singing. This is truth. Amen. Can I get an amen from this congregation tonight? Amen. This is truth that we declare. We declare this tonight. That he is a way maker. So why don't you just spend 10 seconds in a time of prayer right now just with you and God.
shout of praise tonight, church. We give him a praise offering tonight for his faithfulness. Lord, it's amazing to be in your presence, Lord. Lord, it's not that you're just not there, Lord, it's that we 
moments notice that when we worship, Lord, you're there already, Lord. We just are able to connect with you. We thank you for this time together tonight, Lord, and worship together with you, Lord, and our church family here in New Beginnings. So grateful for it, Lord. Now, Lord, as we continue on with the rest of the service, Lord, will you just, just, Lord, I pray that we're able to be in this place with you, Lord, whether it's with music or with spoken word, with pastor's message coming up here shortly, Lord, but that we're able to be in this moment with you, Lord, that we not depart from it. Lord, you are the same with song or without song. So, Lord, we thank you for this moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, why don't you just give them another uh, praise offering tonight, amen. And while you're at it, church, why don't you uh, go ahead and just, why don't you greet one another? Why don't you greet your neighbor right quick tonight and just tell them how happy you are to see him tonight. Well, church, uh, such a joy. Man, that was a long greeting. Man, y'all, y'all catching up on the whole week. Y'all didn't just say good to see you. Y'all catching up on the tea, man. Y'all. <laughs> hey, church, thanks so much for being here. We want to welcome those that are at home as well. We love you guys and welcome you in the house of the Lord as well here at New Beginnings. Church, right before, uh, pastor takes, uh, the pulpit to continue on, to continue on with his series, uh, uh, rediscovering yourself, which has been so impactful. How many of you have found it massively, massively impactful, right? I know that first message, starting off with that first message, uh, just rediscovering yourself, it was just, it hit home for many, many of us. Um, if you have not done so yet, I would invite you to right now, uh, tonight we're going to be partaking in communion. So if you have not yet picked up one of your communion elements on the way in, I think right now would be a good time to get up and go get one there at the front door. Or maybe uh, maybe you can raise your hand and our ushers will, uh, will come up and, and hand you one. But right now, uh, if you don't have one, go ahead and raise your hand. We have some ushers in the back ready to do that. But if not, a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. Of course, you guys have been seeing that canopy out in the front. That canopy is so you guys can sign up for our Christian education courses that are going to be starting soon. Okay? Now, that is... Not just Christian education. No pastor says we're offering a free education. Yes, we are. We're also offering life change through Jesus and his gospel. Okay? And because it's all gospel-centered. It's all gospel. Every single piece of it is gospel-centered. Okay? Had it not been for some of those courses, I know at 12 years old, I took my first discipleship course at 12 years old when I, when I uh, accepted the Lord into my life at 12 years old. And had it not been for 12-step, I wouldn't be here today. Okay? And so I'm so grateful for those two courses and so many others. Ever since then, I've been serving on, on the platform, and it's been kind of difficult for me. But luckily, I have people in my life like Pastor Richard and some of those instructors that I'm able to glean from on a, on a one-on-one basis. But I'm telling you guys, it is massively impactful. So I would invite you to please stop by the canopy uh, after service or before service tonight or, or before service on Sunday and talk to some of those instructors and, and, and ask a little bit more about some of those courses, like how to study your Bible. If you ever wondered, hey, how does one study your Bible? Cool. Glad you asked, because we have a class for that. Uh, how, how, how to discipleship. What is discipleship? Hey, it just kind of teaches you a little bit about more about doctrine, a little deeper into doctrine. 
sound doctrine. Good. I'm glad you asked because that's what I've been wanting to do, right? So if you, if you those kind of things that you, you wonder, guys, digging in a little bit deeper into, into your faith, that's the way to do it. And so I would encourage you tenfold, please, please take advantage of that, okay? A reminder for you guys that this Saturday, very important date, is our youth rummage sale. Remember a few weeks back we talked about International Youth Convention and how every proceed, all the proceeds from this rummage sale is going to be going and many, many more other uh, fundraising events are going to go to sending our youth out to uh, International Youth Convention in San Antonio July of this year. So parents, remember that. Keep that in mind. If you want to send your kids to International Youth Convention, a life-changing event, please participate in that. Talk to myself, Pastor Richard, Brother David Sanchez, catch him around the halls, Brother Chris Camarasa or Sister Lena from our youth department. Just catch us, and we, we want to talk to you more about it and encourage you to send your youth. So if you have a student in high school, we would love, love to get them out there to San Antonio uh, this July. Okay? And then save this date, family. Save this date. I want to see show of hands right quick. How many of you guys uh, are in a good relationship right now? How many have, have relationships? I want to see every hand up. Every relationship is a relationship. A friendship is a relationship. Okay? A brother and a sister, that's a relationship. Me and Pastor Chuck, we have a relationship. Okay? Me and Brother Tomas, we have a relationship. And so if you want to know about more healthy relationships, everybody correlates relationships as in romantic relationships. And though that's one of the relationships we'll be touching on, that's not the only relationship we're going to be touching on. on at the Relationships Conference on February the 5th from 9 to 12 here at New Beginnings. Okay, it's going to be led by Brother John Thurman, doctor, if anything else. Uh, Dr. John Thurman, he's a, he's a relationships expert. And we'll do some breakout sessions. We're going to do just a lot of stuff and really talk about relationships uh, and all kinds of relationships. Every single one of us, your boss and you, guess what? That's a relationship. And so we want to talk about every single kind of relationship, okay? And we want you to participate in that. Please, but we're asking you to sign up. A lot of people are coming up and saying, well, if it's free, I'll just show up the day of if I have the time. Well, we have things that we'd like to plan, like meals and snacks and those kind of things in between classes and between courses. And so we would like to prepare as best we can. So if you can, please, if you plan to show up, I'd rather over-prepare than under-deliver. So if you, if you sign up and don't show up, that's a drag, but at least you're, you're going to have a sandwich when you get here. Okay, I don't want you to show up and not have a sandwich, right? Uh, so if you can, sh- if you can register, that would be awesome, guys. We'd really, really appreciate that. Okay. With all that being said, um, thank you. With without your faithful giving and your time, we couldn't do relationships uh, conferences. We couldn't do the adult education curriculums that we get. Okay. It's all because of your tithe that we're able to do those kind of things and impact not just us, right? But because of us being impacted, we get to go out in the streets and impact our community, which is what it, it's all about. Amen. So continue to be faithful with that. And if you want to continue to do that, please, we invite you to, to participate in the tithe. And you can do that at the giving boxes at the entryway of the sanctuary here online or our text messaging platform. You see the graphic behind me or at home. You have that on the screen at home. Church, thank you so much. Now for the good, good stuff. Why don't we welcome Pastor Richard to the pulpit? Yeah.
Thank you, Pastor Michael. Love you, brother. Would you give him a hand of applause for leading us into God's glorious presence? Man, it's a, an amazing time to be able to celebrate Jesus. Amen. Guys, uh, I am trying to help us understand how to rediscover ourselves. Because we get lost in a lot of different things. But you know what? Forgive me. Forgive me. I, we need to pray real quick. Because some of you know Pastor Rose Coleman. She is the pastor of one of our churches. It's called Heaven's Door. And her husband's fighting for his life right now. He got an infection that spread throughout his body. And uh, he was on life support earlier. Uh, I was praying with them. I sent them a bunch of scripture. But, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for uh, Tom right now. Father, I pray that you raise him up and you give him back to his healthy. Father, drive out this uh, infection throughout his body and just everything he's facing. Completely revive him and those that are fighting COVID and other issues. God, I pray that you uh, comfort Rose, give her peace, give her strength. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, uh, I've been talking about rediscovering ourselves because we get lost in different titles. Uh, Sometimes we're known as uh, Richard's husband, I mean wife, or or Cindy's husband, or Ricky and Ashley's dad, or Isaiah, uh, Danny and Tony, and and Gabriana's grandpa, and pastor, and, and, and we have all these titles and then all of a sudden, let's say somebody breaks up with you and you're divorced and you're, you're widowed and you're like, well, I'm not Cindy's husband anymore. I'm not Richard's wife anymore. I'm not whatever. And, and you start wondering, like, who am I? What title do I carry? You lose your job and you, you don't even know where you fit. Well, some of us, because we were so gangstered out and just, look, we were just messed up. Was anyone here ever messed up? Okay, just a few of us. Uh, the rest of you were so messed up, you forgot you were messed up. See? <laughs> no, but look, all, all kidding aside, though, but seriously, though, we, we battled because we carried the name that Satan gave us. Satan gave us the name of loser. Satan gave us the name of sinner. Uh, Satan gave us the name of, 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 of gossiper, of, of addict, of drunkard. Of, of, and we could go on and on and on and on. Go down the list of sins. Satan has called us those things if you battled with that. And because of that, some of us got locked into that. I've shared with you the story of this guy that I know, and, and he has his, his master's degree in education, and yet his dad used to call him useless since he was little. He would call him inutil. Inutil means useless. And he goes, here I am, a man with my master's degree, and all I hear is those words, inutil, I hear useless. And when is it that we finally break away from that covering of destruction that Satan put over us? That voice that was spoken into us by maybe our father, mother, brother, sister, our aunt or uncle, grandparents, or or, or, our siblings, or whomever. And we're walking around, and, and we literally feel like we have no place to go. And yet God wants to give us a new beginning and a new direction. 
He wants to transform our life. He wants to give us a new start, a really true, a new beginning. And I want to talk about that, a new beginning, a new direction, because that's what God gives us and he wants for us. And all we have to do is claim it, receive it, and start living in it. But it's not as easy as it sounds. Because even though you might get born again and you might get spirit-filled and you might get all these things, you're still hearing that voice that Satan says, yeah, right. Yeah, you men of God. Oh, man of God. Yeah, you're a loser, man of God. You're a loser. A loser. You're a flunky. You're a total mess up. And that's all you hear. And, you, and, 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 and then you start believing the word and then all of a sudden it beats you down. So let's turn to Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. And in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16. So Paul says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. These two forces, hear me, these two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your godly intentions. So he's saying there's a war going on between the good and the evil. There's this war going on. And there's these two forces battling for your soul. And then he says, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not on, under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. So now he's saying these are the results of your sinful nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. So he's not stopping there. He's saying there's a whole lot of sin going on, but these are just the ones that I'm going to name because these are very, very evident among you. He goes, let me tell you again as I have before. So Paul's saying, I already told you before, here I'm going to say it again, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So he's saying, but if you have the Holy Spirit, these are the things that are going to manifest from your life. Instead of all the other garbage, it's going to be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are all living by the Spirit, 
Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Oh, Lord Jesus, please help us get it. Help us to understand what it means to have a true new beginning and follow a new direction. God, guide us, I pray, not only in this sanctuary, but everyone watching online. And I pray that in Christ's name, amen. Thank you for joining us online. It's a joy to have you here, guys. Look, if we are really going to get to that point and that we're going to understand what it is to have a new beginning, to really have a new direction, to really be able to get spirit-filled and no longer live the sinful nature, lustful desires of our flesh, the first thing we have to do is be free from the things that have control over you, not just the consequences. So be free from the things that have control over you because so many times we have consequences to our decision and then we say, man, I blew it. And then we finally get beyond the consequence and we go, thank God that's over. But we have not changed and broke away from the thing that got us there, the thing that controls us, that voice in our head that says, come here, I want to seduce you. I want to take you down a road that I know you don't like going down that much, but once you're there, you sure enjoy it. I'm going to take you. We're going to go uh, gambling. We're going to go hiding. We're going to go gossiping. We're going to go scoring. We're going to go do some drugs. We're going to do some alcohol. We're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go. Places where we shouldn't be going. Because that voice that has influence over us, that voice that has control over us, that control factor, you have finally broke away and you go, thank God, I finally cleaned up the mess that I had created with my wife, my husband, my dad, my mom, my brother, sister. I finally created healing in that area. I finally got all that mess straightened out. In other words, I took care of the consequences. I finally made things right. But there you are and you go right back into something. Because the thing that's controlling you, the thing that's speaking into your life, the thing that is guiding you, the thing that's tugging at your flesh, the thing that has a hold of you, it has a hook in you, and it's coming after you, and you're saying, why do I keep ending up here again? And it's because you keep holding on to that one little thing that reminds you of it. Sometimes it's an object. And you have what's called a soul tie. It keeps your spirit man in you, the spirit, the soul of your manhood, your womanhood. It keeps you attached to that. So maybe you might have a, a, I don't even know if they have books of matches anymore, but maybe you went off to some hotel and you're like, oh man, I know we broke it off, but ooh, I, I saved the cup from that hotel room where we got to share that drink and shared a lot more than the drink. And now every time you see that, it stimulates that part of your thinking and it takes you places you have no business going. And there's soul ties. There's something, it might be that you were involved in something that you shouldn't have been involved in. Maybe you were out there gangbanging. Maybe you were out there stealing. Maybe you're out there gossiping. Maybe you're out there hurting people. But you're holding on to this one little reminder Oh, the good old days. There was nothing good about it. It was destructive. It almost took your life. 
It almost took the life of others. It almost ended your marriage, your relationship, your relationship with your children, your parents, your siblings. It almost ended everything that you are, but yet you want to hold on to that little reminder, that little thing that's going to keep you connected, and that thing is going to destroy you. It's going to kill you. And you're holding on that that one little thing. You remember way back in the day? Let me tell you, when I talk about the good old days, the days when I was messed up, I always say, but thank God I'm not there anymore. Thank God that God set me free. Thank God that that was then and no longer now. Because I've been set free from that. I'm not part of that, and it's not part of me anymore. We used to do some really dumb things. Have you ever gotten together with a group of people and you're kind of sharing your testimony and you're kind of sharing what you used to do, but then people try to outdo it? Oh, you thought you were bad. Oh, you used to drink two six-packs a night. I used to drink four. Well, I used to drink four and chase it with tequila. Well, I used to take four, a, a, a case of beer, tequila shots, and I would do a line of Coke. Well, I would do, and, you, and they're like outbidding each other. They're bragging about how messed up they were. Instead of saying, you know what? I was messed up. I don't even know how messed up I was. I think I was even worse off than you guys. But all I know is this, that my God has set me free. God took me out of the miry clay. He took me and put me on the solid ground. And he has transformed my life. It's not a part of me anymore. Because when you sit around and talking how braggadocious you are about it, that's not a testimony for God's glory. That You're testifying bragging about your flesh. And when you lift up the name of the flesh, I'm telling you it's going to come to haunt you and it's going to come to take you down. And then you backslide and you don't even know, well, I don't know what happened. I just thought I was doing so good and I thought I could go over there to tell him about Jesus. And next thing you know, there it was and there I did it. My goodness gracious, Father, forgive us, because we are idiots. Father, forgive us, because we are blind, we are deaf, we don't listen to the Holy Spirit. It said when we started reading from the very beginning, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. But instead, we let whatever spirit comes along, the fleshly spirit, the lustful spirit, the sinful spirit, And we take a path that is destructive. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, it says, For once you were full of darkness. Hear that? You were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So he said, you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. If you have light, why are you living like darkness? If you have light, why are you trying to keep one foot in and one foot out? If you have light, why are you trying to walk in darkness and in light at the same time? Well, I'm just, I, 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 wanna, I don't want to forget the people I, I, I used to party with. I want to lead, lead them to Jesus. Let me tell you something. You're not even strong enough to lead you out of the house. So don't go there until you are ready. The best thing to do is pray for them. Pray, 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 pray. Say, God... I know my brother, my sister, I love them so much, but God, I'm not strong enough. If I go around them, they'll take me down, and I, I'll, I'll just be right back like an idiot, like I was. 
I don't need to do that. If I hang out with that dude, I'll end up having an affair with him again. If I talk to that girl, I'll end up, well, I just want to tell her about Jesus. Pray for her and let somebody else tell her. Well, I'm going to lead her to Christ. No, the only thing you're going to do is lead her to bed. Because you were already there. And you're playing little games. Like, no, well, I, I, I don't do residential burglaries anymore. But you're going to go hang out with the guys that you did, and you're going to end up right there. Well, I, I was only the driver. <laughs> Come on, you know some of the stories I'm saying are real. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to backbite anybody anymore. I don't want to talk about anybody anymore. I don't want to hurt people anymore. And there you are hanging out with the people that do it. What's wrong with us? See, we've got to break away from that thing that has control over us. Don't just ask God to heal the consequences and get over those, but get over the thing that keeps taking you there. Because you find yourself going down. And you go down deeper than what you ever thought. And I bring you to the second thing. If you really want a new beginning, a new direction, just because you had a breakthrough... Don't think that the battle's over. Man, we have breakthroughs. And we think that we are like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Look, this is how old I am. I want to use the example of Rocky. Some of you don't even know who Rocky is. There was a movie named Rocky. But it's been so long ago, some of you don't even know what Rocky is, who Rocky is. But he was this boxer that kind of was smoking and drinking and just living all messed up, but they gave him a chance to fight the champ. And then he got serious about it. But when he first started training, he was running, and the guys there, (laughs) he couldn't even run. And finally, he has this breakthrough, and he makes it up all the steps in Philadelphia, and he's jumping around with his arms up, and there's the music is going, and it's dun dun da da dun da da dun da da dun 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 da dun da dun da da dun dun da 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 dun dun dun, and you're like yeah, and it da da da, and he's running through the marketplace yeah, da da da, go Rocky yeah, and that's how you and I are. We have our breakthrough. We have our breakthrough and we're all suited up and we're running and we're running the race and we're running in such a way as to win. We're not running to compete with anyone except ourselves because the flesh is running alongside of you and you're running and going, thank you, Jesus. I'm free. Thank you, Jesus. I'm finally getting it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm in the word. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praying. Thank you, Jesus. I go to church. Thank you, Jesus. I worship. Thank you, Jesus. I journal. Thank you, Jesus. I'm really starting to get it. And the devil goes as he's running right alongside of you. How long is it going to last this time? Why don't you go have a beer? You deserve it. You've been good. You haven't drank in a month. Come on, let's do it. And the devil tempts you. To go down and guess what we do a bunch of the times. We fall and go right back. We think, well, oh, you know, I already won the battle. Let me tell you something. In boxing, 
they, they fight sometimes as many as 12 rounds. And you could be out there, and you're winning, winning. And the next round, you're losing. And that's the devil. He is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. Look what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Stay alert. Say that with me. Stay alert. Stay alert. He's saying in Spanish, we go trucha. In English, heads up. In street language, watchale. <laughs> but in other words, we're saying, keep your eyes open, dude. They might take you down. Peter is saying through the Holy Spirit, stay alert. Keep your eyes, ears, spirit open to the Lord. Because let me tell you something. He goes, watch out for your great enemy. He doesn't say he's a wimpy enemy. He is a great enemy. He could take you down if you don't have Jesus. He goes, watch out. He goes, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He's saying, be out on the lookout for him. Now, the devil doesn't come to us with this dude with big old long horns and a long tail and a pitchfork. I don't know about you, but if I saw the devil like that, I'm smart enough. I wouldn't want to get near him. I'd go the other way. But you know how the angel, the devil comes? He comes as an angel of light. He wants to show himself nice and neat. Sin looks awesome. Satan packages it in a beautiful little package. And it's not really that bad. It's not really that bad. And it starts off with you lusting. And you go, man. And you're just minding your own business. And you happen to look over and you're like, orale. Man, she's so fine, she blows my mind. You're like, what, what am I thinking? Never mind. And now you're going, yeah, you know, this is summer. The girls walk around half naked. I got a cruise central. I'll cruise by U and M. Because all the students there walk around in their, their little Daisy Dukes with their cheeks hanging out and their bikini tops with their breasts hanging out. And I can start looking. And before you know it, you're looking and you're doing things in your head that are shameful and against God's word. But you have this moment because you think, well, I already won once. You think you're free. Let me tell you something. The devil will keep coming and coming and coming at you, and he will try to take you down. Watch out. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. Now look what he says. He prowls around. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. One time this guy said, oh, the devil might be prowling around like a roaring lion, but he doesn't even have teeth or claws. And I go, you know what? You're an idiot. That devil will spit you up and chew you up and chew you up and spit you out, and he'll chew you up again, and he'll get his claws and rip you to shreds. 
The devil will take you down faster than you can blink your eye. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're filled with the Lord, the Lord is going to say, watch out, stay alert. Richard, go the other way. Don't look that way. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Change the radio station. You're getting too hung up in the old way. And you're sitting there going, oh, suavecito, I love you. And you have no business. What are we doing? We start going places we shouldn't go because we think we had a breakthrough. We're fine. But the devil keeps coming. He's relentless. He does not back off. He wants to take you down. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Understand it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. If you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. When you start thinking, oh, I'm doing good, man, I'm doing good. No, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, you got it, all right. What happened to Richard? He fell. What happened to Susie? She fell. What happened to Johnny? Fell. Why? Well, he thought he had it all together. I don't need to go to church all the time. Oh, my gosh. You must be really weak. I got to go to church on Wednesday. I got to go to church on Tuesday. I got to go to church on Friday. I got to go to church on Sunday. Let me tell you something. We ought to be in the word of God every single day. We ought to have some type of worship every single day. One of the radio stations in town, it's called Family Life Radio, 91.5. At the first of the year, they had a 30-day challenge. They said, look, we're challenging you to listen to our radio station for 30 days without fail for 30 minutes a day. And you know why? Because it's a very positive, it's very spiritual, it's amazing teaching, it's amazing word, it's amazing spirit, it's amazing music. And before you know it, man, you're like, man, I'm getting into this. I must be getting old because I'm like listening to old man and old woman music. It's not that old and it's not that outdated. I'm telling you, man, it'll get a hold of your spirit. And if that's not the kind of music you like, there's all kinds of music out there. If you're into rap and you're into the, let me tell you, look up Brian Trejo. Look up Brian Trejo. Look up kingdom music. They got so many artists on there, they, they will have your genre. Listen to massive radio. They don't even have a radio station. It's on an app. But they have hard-hitting music. They have all kinds of Christian music. They have hardcore. They have rap. They have hard rock. They have smooth jazz. They have all kinds of Christian music. And, and we stay away from it because we think, oh, man, I had my breakthrough. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And you listen to stuff that takes you back where you're not supposed to be. See, we think we got it all together. Don't think that the battle's over. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6, he goes, finally, my brother, suit up with the full armor of God. And then when he says, when you finally have done all this, he says, then Stand. He's saying, stand, because here comes the devil, man. He's going to try to take you down. 
He's going to try to make you do things that you thought you had already won. But you, let me tell you something. He is a lying devil. He's the father of lies. He's as a roaring lion. He's looking to see who he could take down. And you and I have the target right on us. So don't just think you need to look over your shoulder. Look right in front of you. Look to the right or to the left, because some of the people you're hanging out with are about to take you into destruction. But you're still there. And I'm not just talking about, oh, man, well, yeah, yeah, I don't hang out with people like that. I'm not talking about people that are doing drugs and alcohol and gangs and all that junk, even though I'm including them. I'm talking about people that might be good people. They are really educated people. They seem to look really, really godly, but they only have the appearance of godliness, but they don't have the very power that makes them godly. So watch out who you hook up with. I shouldn't have said hook up with. Hook up is like, oh, hook up. No, okay, so you partner up with. You hang out with. Watch out. Be on alert. Because just because you had a breakthrough doesn't mean you broke through. Doesn't mean you're free. It means that the devil's going to do everything he can to take you down. And I bring you to the third thing that I want to say is that you've got to put Jesus at the top of the list, not at the bottom of the totem pole. Put him at the very top. Look, if you don't even know what a totem pole is, it used to be that wooden hand-carved thing that had different Indian images and they had an eagle, and they had a, all these different gods that they would worship. And they, they were there, they were things that they prioritized as the things that were important to them. Our totem pole should have God at the very top. And then your family. If you're married, it should be your spouse. And then it should be your children. And then it should be your church family. And then it should be the things that God has you doing. But a lot of times, those things are at the very bottom. And we're out there trying to score, and we're out there trying to do good. We're out there trying to be successful. How can you be successful without the Lord? Look, think about it. Think of all all your friends. Man, back in the day, I used to walk around with a wad this big of money. They don't have a thing to show of it. Nothing. I used to have cars. Where's your car now? Well, uh, I use an Uber sometimes. But I ride the bus. Or friends give me a ride. What happened? It was filth money. It was destructive money. It was devil money. And that just burned up. Where is it? You don't have a thing to show for it. You see, God is saying... Keep me at the top. I've shared my story before. I had God at the top, but you know what? I really didn't have him at the top because I thought I had him at the top, but what I had at the top was doing good works. I wanted to score points with God and with other people. So God was even down the list. I wouldn't say, God, what do you want me to do? Instead, I say, God, this is what I'm doing. Bless it. God is saying, I'm not going to bless that. I didn't even tell you to do that. What are you doing stuff that I didn't even get you involved in? Learn to say no. I go, no, God, I can't do that. You can say it to me, but you can't say it to them. 
Am I connecting with anyone tonight? My wife was at the bottom of the list. My wife loved me. I loved my wife. But I thought, man, she understands. So I was out there doing ministry here, ministry there, ministry here, ministry there, ministry here, ministry there. My kids were starving to have me around. My wife was starving to have me around. But I was too busy being a man of God. I need to change the world. God had a call on my life, and he still does. But I finally got it right. God is at the very top. And my wife is right there underneath. And I ask God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes I get disobedient, and I go off and get involved in something I'm not even supposed to be doing. And I'm not talking my list. I'm talking involved in an outreach, involved in a ministry that God didn't call me to. God will use good things to even tempt you away. And that's when you're telling your husband or your wife, babe, I can't do it. I can't do it. I got to be over here and I got to be over there and I got to be over here. And how do they, you know what my wife used to think? Man, how do I compete with God? God has Richard over here and there and there and there and there and he's using him greatly. Man, if I say no, Richard, I'm saying no to God and God's going to take me out. She literally thought God was going to take her life young so that I could be about ministry. That's how messed up my life was and how much I messed her up because I didn't have balance in my life. I didn't have God at the very top and her right under. Set your priorities right. Set your priorities straight. I'm still trying to make time for me. I don't do stuff for me. I'm not that, I don't like, well, don't you have a hobby? Yeah, it's called ministry. Well, no, but don't you have like a hobby hobby? Well, I like riding my motorcycle and, and, but ministry. (laughs) And God is saying, it's okay to have a hobby. It's okay to do something that isn't always if you would like outreach, it's okay to just take time for yourself. See, we got to put God at the top and he'll talk about putting everything else in order. Amen? But see, we get it all twisted around. And here we have a new beginning and we're all fired up and wired up and have a new direction. And God's saying, slow down, slow down. Look, I want to use you, but you don't have to save the whole world by tomorrow. Let's do it one step at a time, amen? We need to really seek God. In Luke chapter 6, verse 46 and 49, this is what he says. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Ay, carambas. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. He says, it is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. And when the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against that house, 
it will collapse into a heap of ruin. So what's he saying? Whether you have a good foundation or not, floodwaters, there's going to be tempest. There's going to be hardcore storms that come your way. And if you are solid on the rock, you're going to stand. But if you're on shallow ground and you're just on the sand, you're going down. So he's trying to tell us, keep God at the top. Keep your focus at the top. Make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Make sure you're looking the way you're supposed to look. Make sure you're doing it right. Because the minute you take your eyes off of Jesus, boom, you go down. And you know you've done it because I've done it. And I'm not saying you go into this major sin or you made your backslide, but you know you're not walking like you used to walk. You're half-stepping it. First, you start reading less. So you were in a regiment. You would read the Word of God first thing in the morning. You would read the Word of God at night and sometimes in between the day. And now you cut in between the day and the night. Now you just read it in the morning. And God goes, what's up? Well, I'm real busy. I know you are, but you know what? I want you to read the word. I'm just busy. And then you would come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. But after all, I don't have to be there every Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. This is getting crazy. I think I became a fanatic. This is just too much. So you quit Wednesday. And now Wednesday, you fill it with something else, with some half-stepping moment. You're not quite how you used to be, and now you're entertaining some thoughts that are unhealthy. You're entertaining some thoughts that are going to destroy you and take you down. You're entertaining some ideas that you know are destructive, but you think, that's okay, I could do it. And then you quit coming on Sunday all the time. And so now, we don't have to be there every Sunday. I mean, God understands if something goes down, but when you just straight up get lazy and you get lazy, man, that's going to take you down. It's the beginning of the end. And some of you are really treading on some really light water. I mean, you're treading wondering, am I going to be able to even make this? Because you've been half-stepping it. You've been playing. And before you know it, you start using language you had quit using. And you just use certain words that you know you shouldn't, but you know, "Ah, everyone talks like this anyway. My barber is my son's barber. And my barber asked my son, Hey, Ricky, what's your dad really like, dude? Does he... Is is he like Christian all the time or does he cuss at the house? He goes, I'm 39 years old and I've never heard my dad cuss. I goes, are you being serious, dude? He goes, yeah. He goes, does your dad drink? He goes, not alcohol. Are you being serious? He doesn't do that, dude. He doesn't watch stupid stuff on television that he shouldn't. He goes, my dad is one of the only men that I really know that is genuine. I'm not saying that to say, look at me. It's a major compliment for me. Because I didn't know that's the way my son saw me. And he goes, Dad, they don't make men like you. 
I've met pastors, some pastors that cuss, some pastors that drink, some pastors that smoke, some pastors that do stuff they should not be doing. I go, son, I'm really sorry to hear that. You need to pray for those guys. Let me tell you something. I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But I'll tell you what. I thank God that I've done some things right. Because let me tell you something. We're going to either lead people to heaven or hell. And as for me, I want to take them to Jesus. I want to take them to Jesus. So as we transition into communion, I I need to ask you something because communion is for believers. It's for Christians. We're doing this in remembrance of the Lord. We're doing this in remembrance of him. And we're doing this because he suffered, died, and was buried for us. And we came to believe that. And if you are not a Christian and you have not come to believe that, tonight I invite you to give your life to Jesus. And if you want to do that, raise your hand. Say, you know what? That's me. Pastor, I want to give my life to the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's some of you that raise your hands and we want to celebrate with you. Because that's an amazing journey you're going on. So if you raise your hand, I want you to stand because it's a bold decision you're making. You're saying, I am going to live for Jesus. So if you raise your hand, stand up real quick. We're going to pray with you. And, and all of you, say this prayer with us. But those of you that stood, say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of our sins. I realize that I'm lost. I need Jesus. I need to surrender. I need to come to Jesus. So today, I ask for forgiveness, and I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And from this day forward, I want to live for him. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Would you just give it up for them? There's some material we have for you. I don't know who's, who's working the salvation room tonight. So go ahead and take them out there, would you? Oh, Chris, there you are. Okay. I didn't know you were here. I didn't see you. Just celebrate. Now, I, I want us to take time to get our life right. Because God, sometimes we're half-stepping. Sometimes we're playing games with ourselves. We're not playing games with you. You know everything. You know when we're messing up. You know when we're playing games. And God, today, we confess that there's some things that have a hold of us. So God, I pray that you free us from them. God, today, we confess that we've gotten over some consequences of our past, but God... We haven't got rid of the stronghold that has us. Oh, we've had a breakthrough, but God, we haven't had an eternal change. So God, in the name of Jesus, I pray you transform us right now. I pray this in Christ's name, amen. We're going to take communion. If those of you at home, go get a cracker or some kind of juice. If you have grape juice, use that. But if not, God understands your heart. The way we do this is you peel back the cellophane 
first and get to the bread and then you peel back the aluminum foil and get to the juice. So we're holding a bread right now in our hand. And this bread represents the body of Christ. You see, in the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He gave thanks and he said to the disciples, take this all of you and eat it for this is my body, which is given up for you. So if we really want to have a new beginning, I pray that tonight we celebrate the new beginning. We celebrate that Jesus suffered, died, and was buried for our sins. And because we have trusted in him, we now have eternal life. So Lord, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for how you've set us free. Father God, forgive us of our sins and make us more like you. We celebrate what you did. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the body of Christ. You meet the bread. Likewise, he took the cup. He blessed it. Asked God for his strength as he gave him thanks. And he said, this cup represents my blood. That'll be poured out for you. And it's a covenant. I'm sealing my promises with this covenant. I'm sealing it with my blood. That I will come for you. And I will be there for you. I will empower you. I will give you victory if you trust in me. That's why we claim the blood of Jesus over our life. To give us victory. So Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that you're doing. We bless you and praise your name. And we pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. This is the blood of Christ we drink of the cup. Would you stand to your feet and sing this song? Thank him for his great love and his mercy. Thank him for all he's doing. Sing it out, would you? sing this together and surrender tonight amen church aquí estás debemos mover te adoraré te adoraré aquí estás obrando en mí te adoraré Adoraré, da que está, debemos mover, te adoraré, te adoraré, aquí está. Tinieblas, mi Dios, 
If you feel like coming up to pray, please feel free to come. Touching every heart, I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, turning lives around. stop working you never stop you never stop working even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working that is the God that we need right now we need the way maker we need the miracle worker we need the promise keeper we need the light in the darkness Father transform the situation we're in and make it better if we're in a good situation make it better and if we're in a horrible situation 
make it new. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for all our brothers and sisters at home online. And we thank you for every brother and sister in this room. Father, as we leave, we leave with the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit of God. And we pray in Jesus' name and God's people said amen. Now go live it out in victory to the glory of God. We love you, church. Encourage someone on the way out. God bless you.